It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Lucas Moore. Yes. Sports Fan 97 WATH 97.1 FM. Man, I can't wait to get started today. You know, it's one of those times a year where we'll run into a day where there literally is nothing at all happening in sports. And then you'll run into a day where some really big news happens. And I feel like it's just back and forth, day by day, boring day, exciting day. And that's just kind of the the space we're in right now before we hit the real lull of summer when we're going to be previewing TVC football probably every other day on this program as uh, Troy Bol- Troy Troy Baldwin. Hey, Troy Baldwin now. No, it's Troy Bolin and Gary Baldwin joining us on the program today. I'm Lucas Moore, as the host said. And boy, we got some big news off the top. But before we get to that, I'm going to tell you what's going on in the show. We're going to talk Ohio football a little bit. Copperheads have a big game against the Cincinnati Steam tonight. We'll touch on that later in the show. And we'll have some interesting, uh, interesting topics about, you know, the future of the TVC. But right now, the present of of Athens County football. We talked about Trimble moving divisions on the show last week, and that was an absolutely huge development. Absolutely huge development. We talked about the impact of that. I said that that moved from, wow, Trimble can win a state championship in Division 7, Region 27, as constructed last year. They could have. I think they were one of the better teams in Division 7, and they would have been had they played next year. It moved from that to, oh man, it's going to be tough, but maybe they can win the region in Region 23. Now today, the OHSA first delivered a false report that Trimble was in Division 7 again, which was wrong. That was a typo. Then we look up and they're in Division 6, Region 21, which is Northeast Ohio's region. They're up there with schools like East Canton, Mogador. Then they move Fort Fry, Nelsonville, York, Federal Hawking into that same region, I, I, I'm really confused with what happened exactly with the OHSA today, Troy. You've been looking at this a little more closely than I have, and you, you're a little more familiar with these Northeast Ohio schools because I'm clueless on a lot of these teams. I just know they got put in a region that is much, much tougher. There are four teams, four teams in Trimble's region that they would have lost to, according to Cal Preps' simulations, in the playoffs last year that are now in their region there were four teams in all of Division 7 that would have been predicted to beat Trimble by Cal Preps' simulations. This is just an insane change, Troy. I mean, it went from Trimble could win a state championship to now we're sitting here and talking. If they get a bad first-round matchup, they could be severe underdogs on the road in Round 1 in Region 21. Man, you're asking me what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, I, it's I, just it's insane. I, I it's I've never seen anything like it. Um, it's almost like they took Region 23 last year, which is you know comprised of a lot of Southeastern Ohio schools, Division Six, Region 23. Uh, it had a few Columbus, I think, uh, you know, Grandview Heights type schools, but in most in general, it was your Nelsonville Yorks and people spread out all over Southeastern Ohio. And it feels like to me they just just did away with it. And they moved half of those teams to 21. They put the other half in 24 and just has an insane grouping, not only geographically, but competitive-wise. It's almost like they said, 
man, we we don't want a Southeastern Ohio champion. We don't we we, we don't think they play good football down there. Let's let's put them here and then the other half there, and we'll end up with our cold water Mogador semifinal like we wanted. We don't want those guys in the same region. Though that's a complete conspiracy theory. I don't know yeah. if that's what it is, but I'm just saying you could look at it that way. It feels that way. And it's just insane to think that Trimble, let's say they go, yeah, let's say they go nine and zero, and they don't have enough to be a top four seed. You're nine and zero, and you're going to go to Ashtabula County to play a first round football game. That's insane. Yeah, Belpre is in this region. Belpre is going to go clear to Sandusky to play a week eleven football game. Makes no sense at all. Yeah, Belpre's in this region. Nelson York is in this region. Which good they kept Nelson York and Triple together, I guess, to keep that possibility alive, like we talked about on the show. But the schools I was talking about, Fort Fry, according to Cal Preps, and let me just reestablish if you guys haven't listened to me on the show before. Cal Preps, they do an incredible job in terms of simulating football games based on past results. They have pretty much nailed a lot of the close games, and they pretty much nailed the spreads a lot. I trust them pretty well. They're a good aggregator of hey neutral field what would these two teams look like and and here's here's the here's the thing fort fry would be six point favorites over trimble 2018's fort fry against 2018 trimble tomcats mogador which was at the top of region 21 last year 17 point favorites they would be against trimble that's the type of deficit trimble was looking at when they played the macomb panthers in the state championship game a 17 point they could see that in the first round and then they've got Labre, who they would be a 10 point underdog against and then springfield new middletown they would actually be underdogs against too so that's four teams from last year in this region the region could get better it could get worse and we won't have any idea how these teams are throughout the year because they're playing in Northeast Ohio. I think this is just horrific for Trimble. I'm not sure if there's anybody to blame here other than the body that is the OHSA. But it is literally the worst case scenario for the Trimble Tomcats. What has transpired over the past two weeks? Because it went from Gary, hey, Trimble has a legitimate shot. If things go right, if they have a perfect offseason to win a state championship, it went from that. To, wow, are they going to get out of the first round? Is this going to be the first time in eight years that Trimble isn't playing in Week 12? That is just an insane, insane change. And it's just horrible that it's happening to the Trimble Tomcat team, which they were literally like if five boys would have moved out of Trimble and gone to Athens, they would be in D7 still. It's insane. Well, I think it is. One of the things that we look forward to, I believe, in the regions is the fact it's a region. It's a identified yeah, geographical region uh, that is not you know some kind of a gerrymandered type of uh, situation. Now, if you're pulling uh, teams out of uh, down here in southeast Ohio and shifting them up clear up into the lake somewhere, uh, and the examples you've given, I'm troubled by that. I really am. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I really wonder what kind of logic went into this uh, beyond you know uh, beyond the obvious. Let's yeah, put it that way. Listen, I've lived in Ohio my whole life. And I went through Trimble's region, and I hadn't heard in most of those cities. That's how far away this region is from southeast Ohio. I've lived in Ohio my whole life. I've spent a lot of time in southwest, southeast, and central Ohio. I know pretty much all of those cities. And then I spent even some time in the northwest. But I know none of these cities, Troy. I mean, it, it's just it's, it's insane. A lot of these schools, a lot of these teams, I, I, don't, I don't know who to blame here. But other than I think we're just kind of yelling into the ether there's nothing to change there's nothing to do but just heartbreaking almost this change <clears throat> it is heartbreaking I, I i haven't heard of some of them. east palestine 
Le, the one you the one you said there would be ten points underdog. What is it? How do you know? Lebray is that Lebray, how you pronounce it? Lebray, yeah. that's Lebron. Youngstown area right there. Both of those schools. Newton Falls. North of Youngstown. Uh, uh, Springfield, Tuscarawas West Valley, I like to say. It's not my Springfield. That's New Middletown. The right. high school is Springfield. And New Berlin Middletown. Center. They're gonna, Western Reserve is in the same region as Trimble. It makes no sense. But what no. really kind of bothers me is when I start looking at the other regions in 26, right? Because, it's like I said, it's like they took 23, the old 23, and blew it up. Because Fredericktown, East Knox, Centerburg. Those are all in 23. Well, they're in 22 now. That would have been the old 23. Who's in 23 now? I don't know. What, what well, region I'll, is I'll in... get to it. Uh, Hillsdale and Loudonville were always in the old one. They're, they were shipped off to 22. Uh, then you go down to 24, Afrocentric. Colgrove, Southeastern Ohio team. Huntington, Chillicothe. Uh, Grandview Heights. Those teams are all in the old 23. It's like they just took it and said, we don't want a champion out there. Let's just spread them out all over the place. 23 now is like your your, your cold water area. Clear up in the other part of the state. I, I don't get it. Well, I, the, I, why is regions. Cold Grove in one region and, and Trimble and Nelsonville, York in another, and they're sending them to just crazy places? The, I, I don't think this type of thing is happening to another part of the state as much as it happened specifically in Division Six, specifically in Region 23. It just doesn't make sense. And, Gary, your point exactly. If we're going to call them regions, then let's put them into regions. Just put the schools that are closest to each other in size and let them play for a regional championship. I'm We're the best in this part of the state. Now it's this weird gerrymandered thing. Listen, East Canton is not very good. But East Canton, East Canton is in Trimble's region. So let's pretend that East Canton would be Trimble's first-round matchup. That means... Trimble would have to travel the same distance they did to play in the state championship for week 11. That's ridiculous. That's insane. If you're a Trimble fan today, you should be furious. You should be very upset at the OHSA. You really should. There's no other th- there's no other way than to be upset about how this entire thing transpired. Going from D7 to D6 is one thing. You can't really get that upset about the number of boys. But this region malpractice... This gerrymandered Congress-like thing that just occurred makes no sense to me, and it completely screwed over Southeast Ohio's best chance since Joe Burrow to compete at the state level. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, that's that's a good way to put it. I, it's just, it's, man, when I, when I got the text and was reading it, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I, it's just so unfair. I mean, and, it, and it's just such a bummer because, what are they, like two boys over? And to, to push them up into Division Six to begin with, which is you can't control that, but it is heartbreaking for the kids knowing they had to go up because of two boys, and then they literally pretty much drew the line right through Athens County. Nelsonville York is the last school, east or west, I guess depending on how you look at it, because everything west of Nelsonville York, your Cole Groves, your Chillicothe, Huntington's, they're in the other region. So it's it's like they just they took a line from Lake Erie. And went straight down, and Athens County was the line, and pushed them over into that region. And um, it's not a region; it's a half of a, it's a quarter of a state drawn up differently than four corners. It's a slither from Lake Erie to the Ohio River because Belpre is in the region, and it's insane that they would do that. I, I don't. I would love to, to know the reasoning, how the numbers shook out, but I see enough teams on here that would have made up twenty three. 
They're on here. They're right here in front of me. I could have made a region 23 with all the teams I mentioned, the Loudonvilles, the Grandview Heights, the Chillicothe's, the Colgroves, the Nelsonville Yorks, the Trimbles, the Fort Fries, and everybody. I could have made region 23 right here in front of me. But instead, they, they, they drew up a completely different map and a completely different uh, strategy to how they to how they played it out. Um, and it's just it's awful. It's just I, I can't even wrap my brain about it. I was, I was so upset about it. I shouldn't be. I mean, it's just it's just a high school football team. It's it's you know it's tremble. No, but like come on, it's not just I. You know, we can't just. I think we've talked about this before, Troy. You can't just say it's just high school football because it's a. It's not about us. It's not about the Trimble. It, it is about the kids that have been working since that state championship game ended to try to get back there, to try to have success there. And because of circumstances completely beyond their control, beyond the control of their coaches, their school, the county officials, beyond the control of literally anybody they've ever met ever, they have been shifted into another division and now they are in a complete and utter disadvantage heading into this season to compete in the playoffs. And that's heartbreaking. And, you know, my first question today was, did Trimble get screwed? And I think that we all just can say yes. Um, they, they just got absolutely screwed here. But let's go ahead and move on from Trimble because I don't really think there's anything else for us to say here. I mean, I, I, it just good, how good is Trimble going to be? We won't know this. We won't know how they compete against these teams until literally week 11 until those matchups come out i think that they'll have an opportunity to win a first round game but hey nelson new york's tough if they lose week one they're going on the road in week 11 i mean if they lose week one trimble will not be playing week 11 at gloucester memorial Stadium. yeah the, it's uh when they moved when trimble moved from seven to six i thought okay you might get a tougher week 12 game but i still real felt real confident because i was thinking region 23 and so, but I said, yeah, maybe it's a little tougher, but still, it's very winnable. They could still very well beat Fort Fry the championship. They play Mogador in a state semi. Well, it went from difficult to, or it went from set twenty-seven to a little bit more difficult to now where it's very difficult. I think even a week eleven game could be could be challenging. I think a week twelve game they could very well be the underdog. Championship against Mogador, they're definitely going to be an underdog. It, it it got just extremely tougher, and I don't know if you're going to go down the road of twenty-seven. Are you planning on doing that? Are we talking more regions after this? Uh, I was going to talk Athens, what happened with We're going to pop up to Athens. All right, just I'll throw my two cents on 27 real fast then because if we're on the Trimble thing and Trimble people are listening, 27 got to rub salt in the wound, Lucas. 27 this year is the weakest region I've ever seen. It got considerably weaker. And that kind of rubs salt in the wound knowing that Trimble was two boys away from being in that 27 because Steubenville Central Catholic went somewhere else. Danville went somewhere else. Trimble's no longer in the region. I texted my buddy today and told him, well, tell Tupper's Plains to get ready. You guys are going to be hosting a playoff football game this year. I guarantee it. Seven and three, you're a four seed. You're hosting on Tupper's Plains for the Eastern Eagles. And that's I think, is a guarantee. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's benefit for Region 27 and good for Eastern, but... Yeah, I mean, it's good for our hockey teams, but we're Athens County. I mean, yeah. I like my Eastern buddies, and I re- I wish them all the well. But, man, I, I really wish Trimble would have gotten rid of two boys in their school. <laughs> I don't know what else can you say. <laughs> got to find those two boys. Should have got them out earlier. Um, Athens, they had some interesting arrivals with their region, Troy. The Tri-Valley Scotties, Unioto, Western Brown, and Bexley, the four teams that entered the region. I didn't see any teams that left Region 11 uh, that were significant. Uh, from last year, I don't know if Bishop Hartley still at it, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Tri Valley is a, is a tough, tough addition for Athens in Division Three, Region Eleven. Looking at it at its surface, uh, we lost some. There were some. I'm trying to remember that moved up, 
they just moved up divisions when we did the division things. Yeah, that we lost some. We lost some actually a pretty good couple of good teams. I think the sales was one of them, right? I believe. Yeah, that I mean that's a pretty big, pretty big loss. But uh, we've been in and out with Tri Valley. It's nothing new for us to be in the same region. We beat him twice. Joe Burrow beat him twice. His, his team, very good program. It's good awesome at football. Uh, but uh, it's it's no like uh, you know saying oh my god Tri Valley's in the region. We've been with them for a long time. They they bounce in and out between two and three. And uh, it's still one of the toughest regions in the state, top to bottom. You got all the heavy hitters in there. You got your Columbus schools. You got your Hartleys, your your Beechcroft. You got your southeastern Ohio heavy hitters and Sheridan and Jackson, and it's it's brutal, man. It's a very tough region. Yep, it didn't get much easier for Athens, Gary. So I I think that, but it's it just kind of a shame because now Athens and Trimble, who last year were the two most talented teams, now this year Nelsonville York can probably make an argument that they might be better than Athens, but those two teams are always the ones. Hey, what can they do in the playoffs? And now, uh, it is really likely, and and this would have been if you would have if I would have said this about four weeks ago, you'd have slapped me in the face. It's real likely that all of us were we're done broadcasting week twelve. We're done broadcasting, which has not happened. Troy, when's the last time there has not been a broadcast of an Athens County team on these airwaves come week twelve? Oh my goodness, it, it has been know. a while. What's funny though is we went through like. 10 to 20 years of not calling any 12 games so it's kind of we've been spoiled we've been very spoiled lately but you'd have to go back 2010 i think yeah right before um before the tremble run uh they they lost to newark catholic and well that was week 12 so um no you it's probably 2013 12 or 13 well don't remember 2013 athens is playing week 12 yeah but you said when's the last time before that yeah so it had to be and then 12 we beat shawnee so 2011 yeah, I think it's 2000. I think Trimble lost week one, week 11, 2011. That might be it. That might be it. That's been a long time. So Well, be- 11, they actually lost in week 12 to New York Catholic. That was at Sheridan. I was there. So then it was 2010. 2010. Wow. 2010 is the last time that there wasn't an Athens County team in week 12. Hmm. And and that's a real possibility. We're, we're looking at it now. And, and, and I hope Trimble comes out and just is better than we all think. They improve. They fill that gap, that six-point gap from Fort Fry last year. They fill that gap. All these other teams in the region that are slightly better, Trimble does get a touchdown better this year, which is possible. They are returning just about everybody. So maybe they can fill that touchdown gap, uh, Gary. Maybe they can be one of the better teams in Region 21. That's kind of the hope we're holding on to, that they got so much better that even though it's a tougher region, they're still a heavy hitter and they're still a team that's coming for some blood at the playoffs. Well, I think that's where you got to look at. You know, it still takes 11 guys at a time, and 11 guys have to be productive while they're out there when you get into the playoffs. I think that on a broader question, just as a casual observer, for a, I should say a casual observer of this process, I think the state really owes it to the membership to explain the logic of how they're doing things up there. Yeah. You just can't keep doing things behind closed doors and come up with some kind of a uh, a monstrosity like some of these uh, divisions have come out to. I mean, it makes it just the, there's no logic to it. Uh, I, I just it, it doesn't make sense. And I, I still go back to the idea that a region is a region. We're talking about a limited geographical area and the schools within. And I don't think I think it's good for the uh, the people who have to drive to the ball games and, and and want to go to the games. But when you're you're talking about the possibility of shifting someone from down in here or south of us even clear up to the lake, uh, 
That, that's that's really troubling as a regional thing, as a as as a uh, as a uh, uh, semi state semifinal or something like that. Okay, fine, you go anywhere where the game is, but right off the bat, I just I, I'm troubled by this. I really am, and I think. Uh, the public deserves an explanation of how the logic and the methodology used to uh, develop uh, 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 this kind of a package. It's bad economics by the state too, because they I get those so. they get that week eleven gate, and now they've made these types of regions where they're going to have less gate because it'll be such long drive times. I, I yeah, agree and that. I don't know if they're like thinking that they want the better gate at the state semis. They 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 want Mogador versus Coldwater. Instead of Mogador Coldwater in week eleven, I, I don't know where week but, twelve. But here, let me throw this out because I got a, I got this text that to, and he reminded me real quick. We're all talking about Trimble, Trimble this, Trimble that, because a lot of things have happened with him from seven to six, six seven, whatever. And how about Nelsonville York? How mad is Coach Richards right now? He's thinking he's in twenty three. You know, yeah, I got Trimble in twenty three now, man. That's a bummer, but I lost some teams. My regions, remember the region we were talking about, Lucas? Like, hey, Trimble, calm down. Twenty three, it's okay. You can still win this thing. How mad is he right now? He just got bumped up into this new 21, this crazy region with Mogador. How would you feel if you're a Buckeyes fan? You go 9-1, and one and you're you're going all the way to Mogador, a, a state power clear up in northeast Ohio, instead of maybe going to Colgrove, maybe going over to you know Chillicothe somewhere. Yep. He's got to be mad, too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just it was it's easier to look at the Trimble side of things because they have moved so much, and I still do think Trimble's going to be the better team into this year, so they would have a better chance in that region. But you're exactly right. Nelson York that has 18 of 22 starters returning, the best overall player possibly in, in Southeast Ohio returning. And, you know, they're going to be non-players in the playoffs unless they make a significant improvement from what they were last year. Bad, bad news all the way around um, from Athens County. And uh, bad job by the OHSA. They are a uh, tricky, tricky organization sometimes, and they really screw up... Quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, Ohio Bobcats football. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more TVC later in the show, Copperheads as well. This is the Sports Fan on 97 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. The Ohio Dental Association is a leader in educating adults on the importance of oral health and its link to overall good health. Dr. Michael Hallis, president of the Ohio Dental Association, shares one of the latest myths on oral care, that oil pulling is better than brushing and flossing. Currently, there are no scientific studies to show that oil pulling reduces cavities, whitens teeth, or improves oral health and well-being. Based on the lack of scientific evidence, I can't recommend oil pulling as a dental hygiene practice. The best way to maintain good dental health is to regularly see your dentist and brush twice a day for two minutes with a floor right toothpaste and floss between your teeth once a day. You should also avoid tobacco products and sugary drinks and food in order to ensure your teeth and gums remain healthy. ODA member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. On your next visit, ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. 
Attention sightseers, every Friday is your chance to win a custom map of Athens, courtesy of Lamborn Studio and Custom Framing. To win, visit Power 105 WXTQ 97 WATH on Facebook, Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Message our page with the location pictured, and the fifth response will be the winner. Winners are announced Friday evening, 4 p.m. on our Facebook page. And don't forget to click that like button. Looking for a cold beer and a place to cool off? Come take a visit to Mel's Roadhouse, where all are welcome any day of the week. Stop in, kick your feet up, and relax with buckets of beer, a game of pool, and great people. Speaking of pool, try your luck against the other pool sharks in town at the weekly pool tournaments. Or if whaling out of tune is more your game, Mel's even has karaoke nights. Head out to Old 550 for Mel's Roadhouse, a go-to good time. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following breaking news story. On your cape and cowl, it's time for Rathacon, Athens' own pop culture convention on April 27th at the Athens Community Center. It's a day full of fun with panels, presentations, workshops, kids' activities, costume contests, raffles, tabletop and video gaming, and so much more. There will also be over 30 artist tables and 15 vendor tables. $25 for VIP, $10 for general adult, $5 for youth, 12 to 17 years old, and 11 under are free. Don't miss Rathacon, April 27th at the Athens Community Center. Weenie Wednesday. Hungry? Larry's Dog House on West Union Street has corn dogs and regular sized hot dogs for just 99 cents each. Mmm. Larry's. Weenie Wednesday. Sports Fan 97 WATH. Still blown away by this uh, Region 21 thing. Oh my God. What's, what blows my mind is this has never happened before. I mean, we've had, like, few teams come in, come out. But there's the, the cluster, the, the region, are always usually the same, Lucas, right? Yeah, but you made the point. Belpre is on the Ohio River. And then there's some teams that, you know, they visit the lake on the weekend with, with a 20-minute drive. River, lake. So if you don't know Ohio, by the way, there's a river in the south that's really big. And then all the way at the tippy top of this really big state that's bigger than the country of Germany is a lake. And those two teams probably shouldn't be in the same geographical region. Amen. Like OHSA, like you're a high school athletic school athletic, like you're supposed to know geography, supposed to have some common sense, whatever. All right, let's move on. (laughs) There's nothing else to say about it because there's nothing we can do to change. I'm going to poke around the OHSA, see if we can get somebody on the show to try to explain this. I can get Tim Street on. Who's Tim Street? Uh, he's basically the media coordinator, the the top guy when it comes to media, and he pretty much has to. We're an OHSA affiliate. If I ask him, he has to come on. Well, then let's you know it, I'll do it. Do it and tell him that we're going to be pretty pretty blunt with it, and you know it's a tough interview, and that's that's kind of what's going to have to happen because there are some serious. Qu- this is a Gary said it. If if we're starting to talk about this, feels a little targeted. That's not a good thing for the OHSA. It's not. That they, that they feel like they're picking on Southeast Ohio teams, which has been the feeling around here for quite a long time. You know who doesn't feel picked on recently? The Ohio Bobcats. They are getting a lot of hype in the offseason. The Athens Messenger, they're doing a great nine-part series previewing this team. Athlon Sports, they're giving a lot of hype on Ohio. They're figuring to be one of the better group of five teams. But what I want to talk about is the running back position. Because, <clears throat> excuse me. This is what they're losing from last season, fellas. 357 carries, 2,267 yards, 
20 touchdowns. That's 6.4 yards per carry. That is what they're losing from A.J. Olette, Malik Irons, and David Burroughs. And it's a completely new group. They're getting 27 carries back from last season. No, 33 carries, excuse me. But these are the four guys that we're expecting to contribute. And, and, and this is how I'm going to think that the depth chart shakes out. Because this running back room is wide open. You've got Julian Ross, who's a redshirt sophomore, was a high-level recruit, was receiving some pretty important carries uh, early in his career, dealt with some injuries last year. He is the fastest player on the roster, no doubt, after Poppy White left. He is fast, and he's a really great runner. I think Julian Ross seems to be the headlining player that's going to get most of the carries. Then you've got O'Shawn Allison. He's a returning player. He fits the mold of an A.J. Olet. He's a bowling ball. He's five foot nine. He's big. He's strong. He's going to run you over. He's going to run straight forward. And then we have the two new entries, which Gary and I were sitting in the lobby watching tape of earlier. You've got Demontre Tuggle, which what a name. Demontre Tuggle, five foot nine, one eighty five. He's a junior college transfer from Texas, and he is just quick. He is five foot nine, one eighty feet. 185, and he's got feet like lightning. Chop, chop, chop. Boom. Explode through the hole. He catches the ball really well out of the backfield. He's like a third down receiving back. Catch it out of the backfield. Move on sweeps and jets. Cut the feet a few times. Get out of a tight hole and get upfield. And then the final guy that's going to make up this running back room, and I'm really excited about him. He was a three-star recruit. He is an incoming freshman. Walter Wilbon third out of Florida. 5'11", 205. He's probably the most prototypical back, I think, out of the two new newcomers. Tuggles, that third down guy, catches the ball out of the backfield. While you've got Walter Wilbon the third, who's at five foot eleven, two oh five, one cut, upfield, fast, strong, guys bounce off him, and he goes. I think they're all great runners. I think that Ohio's running back room is going to be just fine. I think they'll be a little shy on experience. But other than that, I think that there's four talented back here. I think Julian Ross is the feature. But how the rest of it shakes out, Gary, is that interesting question for Ohio. Plus, they'll be running behind a little less experienced offensive line. They've got 2,000 yards and 6.4 yards per carry to replace. Are these the guys to do it? Well, they just might be. This is an interesting group of uh, uh, guys, and there's going to have to be some uh, fellows fill in those three backs that graduated. Whether you like the idea or not, uh, these guys are going to play football uh, this, this season. Uh, Will Bond would possible exception if they decide to to uh, redshirt him for some particular reason. But Tuggle is an upperclassman. He's a ju- junior college transfer. Uh, he looks on 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 film that we watched. He looks impressive. And uh, being a little bit older, you know, he should be able to make the adjustment uh, to a new system much easier. And he has the additional physical uh, growth of a couple years uh, uh, on top of some of these other fellows. So I I think that. Uh, I'd be really surprised they don't play him a lot. I mean, he just looks like a, a guy that could be a real productive guy. Ross, uh, because of the, the, his injuries last year, it, it's it's hard to project uh, him right now. But based on on you know what we know of him coming into the school, and the fact that uh, you know he has he has the quicks to be a, a good one, maybe this is his year to break out and really have that great season. And 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 he, you have to look at him as the likely first choice anyway. I think. <clears throat> From the time you start playing peewee football, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, junior high, high school, almost 90% of the time your best player is your running back. So what ends up happening is there are lots of good running backs. It's the one position that you can 
lose somebody and replace with the name the following year because there are just so many of them. All great athletes, most teams, especially in high school's best player is the tailback. So a Division One school across the board, whether it's mid-major, big-time, of course your big-time schools get your, your big-time backs, but there's a plethora of Division One talented running backs from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. So I'm fairly confident, even though they're not a household name, somebody will emerge and be a pretty good football player for the Ohio Bobcats at the tailback position. I, I think this group has a chance to be more than just pretty good. I love Julian Ross's potential. I think that he's getting bigger. He's think he's getting stronger. Will he stay healthy is the question. And then I think the two guys they brought in, I think Tuggles probably reached his ceiling, ceiling but he can be really useful in this offense for Ohio because this is exactly what the offense is going to look like early. There's going to be some offensive line struggles. Nathan Work is going to be under pressure a little bit more than he has been early, so he's going to have to scramble, and he needs that guy to dump the ball off to. And I think Demontre Tuggle is the best receiving back out of this group. I think from what I saw on tape, the way he catches out of the backfield, the way he gets his hips turned upfield, the way he moves his feet, he is the best receiving back out of this group. And that can find a very important role in this Ohio offense if the offensive line struggles, because then you're a lot more third and longs. What, where's a where's a great place for a really fast guy out of the backfield that can make one guy miss? Third and long, right? Third and long, check down field, quick check down, right when you get under pressure, let's see if he can make something happen. I think Tuggle can be a, a really useful player in this offense. But this offense, it's not going to be the same dominant force as it was last year. It's going to be relying a lot on Nathan Rourke and what he can create. When you lose three guys like you lost um, on that offensive line, including a pro guy, and Joe Lowry, you're not going to be as good up front. You are not going to be the same dominant force that was breaking records and pushing people off the ball. It's just going to be different. Now, you hope that the Ohio program is good enough that they can slide guys in and that they're still close. They're still a pretty good offensive line. Top flight in the back offensive line. Because if you give me that, those four guys in the backfield, O'Shawn Allison, Julian Ross, Demontre Tuggle, and Walter Wilbon to third, by the way, Incredible names, all of them, for a, for a backfield. Really great name group there, if you want to talk about All-American names. I, I think this offensive line, if they can get good enough to open up some holes, these guys will be good enough, maybe not 6.4 yards per carry, but they can maybe get over that five plateau. And if you're sitting there with an experienced senior Nathan Rourke, I think that offense is good enough with the way this defense is about to look because they're returning a lot defensively. I think defensively this team is going to be ready to go from game one, which is the opposite of what happened last year where the offense was ready, but the defense was not. And then the defense had to catch up by the end of the season. I think this time the offense is going to do the catching up, but the reason that that's okay is because you have the best quarterback in the conference and your offense relies so much on the quarterback that... Although you're missing some pieces, although you're young, although you're inexperienced, you can make up that gap because of Nathan Rourke. And that's why this might be the best group Ohio's had, the best chance at a MAC title since uh, my freshman year here. No doubt about it, I think. I, I think that that's what we're looking at if Nathan Rourke is as good as we are hyping up him, him up to be, Gary. Yeah, I think so. One of the things that intrigues me about this uh, is is the size of these backs? Uh, you know, this is a league where we've had some uh, smaller backs go off and have some really impressive seasons over the years. You think back, AJ Olet, right there. There's there's, there's one, but uh, but just think back. Other teams around the league have had some some of these little scat back types that have really put up some big numbers. Mm-hmm. 
with a guy like uh, an instinctive player like Rourke, who has the ability to to make uh, quick decisions and then execute them, uh, he's the kind of guy that could take advantage of a guy that that uh, has some uh, is quick off the line, can get out and 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 create a little space. Guys like that could explode and, and break some big ones. That's what I. That's the part that I'm intrigued by, is the size. Now the line's going to have to help out a little bit here too. But uh, these guys suggest big play type uh, options uh, maybe in the future here for uh, High University this year. I, I'm kind of hoping that checkdown guy is, is is Ryan Lerman. Why not go to your tight end? Well, yeah. I mean that, that, that the tight end will be important. The tight end will be important, and the Lerman brothers will be integral in the offense in terms of the speed option moving right to left. Um, and they'll use the speed option probably a lot more with an inexperienced center of that offensive line because you want to get guys moving side to side. It's easier to block when you move that way. So the Lerman twins are going to be crucial at both tight end positions on those speed options if they want Nathan Rourke to get out into space, if they want guys like Tuggle, like Julian Ross, to get out into space. So you're exactly right. I think their role is more important blocking than it is catching the football. Boy, they, they're not very big. But they... Uh, they can block, though. I mean, they can block, but I, I was kind of hoping there'd be more of a receiving threat. I mean, I see them every day, and they don't look like they don't look like D one linemen to me. They're not even close. I, I can't see them blocking two hundred and you know forty two hundred fifty pound outside linebackers and or defensive ends. I, I mean, they are pretty technique. Um, they're very sound in their technique, and they're but well, I think they, they don't. They only weigh a hundred or two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, but I think they did it enough last year. I mean, we saw. Um, I think we saw him contribute both blocking last year, but I think they'll catch the ball a little bit. It's just Nathan Rourke doesn't tend to go to tight ends a bunch. He should go to him more, probably. Um, he's more of a either a run or wide receiver type of guy. But that all can change um, with so many new offensive pieces, and, and we will see. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Copperheads for a touch and then ask the question, if you were an athletic director for the next four years... Which TVC school would you choose to be an athletic director for? This is the Sports Fan on 97 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. The Ohio Dental Association is a leader in educating adults on the importance of oral health and its link to overall good health. Dr. Michael Hallis, president of the Ohio Dental Association, shares one of the latest myths on oral care, that oil pulling is better than brushing and flossing. Currently, there are no scientific studies to show that oil pulling reduces cavities, whitens teeth, or improves oral health and well-being. Based on the lack of scientific evidence, I can't recommend oil pulling as a dental hygiene practice. The best way to maintain good dental health is to regularly see your dentist and brush twice a day for two minutes with a floor fluoride toothpaste, and floss between your teeth once a day. You should also avoid tobacco products and sugary drinks and food in order to ensure your teeth and gums remain healthy. ODA member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. On your next visit, ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. 
Attention sightseers, every Friday is your chance to win a custom map of Athens, courtesy of Lamborn Studio and Custom Framing. To win, visit Power 105 WXTQ 97 WATH on Facebook, Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Message our page with the location pictured, and the fifth response will be the winner. Winners are announced Friday evening, 4 p.m. on our Facebook page. And don't forget to click that like button. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Are your carpets filled with memories, as well as stains, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy, with more styles and colors to choose from, and free installation done by licensed local professionals backed for life. Today is the day for doing with free carpet installation done right, guaranteed. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. $699 minimum purchase required. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Offer valid through June 16, 2019. Looking for a cold beer and a place to cool off? Come take a visit to Mel's Roadhouse, where all are welcome any day of the week. Stop in, kick your feet up, and relax with buckets of beer, a game of pool, and great people. Speaking of pool, try your luck against the other pool sharks in town at the weekly pool tournaments. Or if whaling out of tune is more your game, Mel's even has karaoke nights. Head out to Old 550 for Mel's Roadhouse, a go-to good time. Hey, Troy, I put this one in. Do you like this one? Yeah. Not really. It's got that little Latino vibe. Yeah, dun, man. Dun, we're dun, this, dun. we're in Ohio. Listen, you got to get Pearl more. Jam, man. We're going to get some Pearl Jam. Got to get some Grunt. Got to get some Nirvana. It is in the rotation. I have never heard of Pearl Jam in rotation. Since when did you put that in? I don't know. I, there's, some rock, there's some old rock in there. Yeah, that, that's okay. It's, Pearl Jam's not rock. It's considered grunge music. Grunge, rock. I don't know. This is Sports Fan 97 WATH. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed my bumper. You know, I'm going to keep putting in ones like that just because it it annoys Troy. <laughs> Copper- put, in, put in at least one Pearl Jam. Put like Even Flow or something that's real common. Everybody knows. Copperheads play tonight. Three and four uh, start to the year. Four and four, rather. They just picked up the first series win yesterday morning against the Cincinnati Steam. And, and tonight, they'll bat at the Cincinnati Steam again. Just a quick standings update from the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League before we move on. Southern Ohio right now at a 4-4. Four and four. They are just a half game back from the Lincoln County Settlers, two games back from the Hamilton Joes at the top. Cincinnati Steam, they come in at 3-4 and four for this game. Copperheads, I, I, they expect to take two out of three from the Steam. The Steam are a rival. The Steam are a team that's solid on the year. They're usually pretty good. Um, I believe they have Mandela going on the mound tonight, who started their first game. So he's been pretty good. I think 11 innings pitched, only one run given up. So high hopes for the Copper tonight. 7.05, first pitch. It's down at Bob Wren Stadium. You can go check out the game yourself, or you can watch on YouTube on their YouTube page, Connor Mills and uh, Joey Madore doing a great job as always. But let's shift our attention to the TVC. 
And just just a fun question to end the show here in the final, what is that, 14 minutes? I can't do math. Gary. Yes. If you were an athletic director or you were hired to be an athletic director and you had your choice of any school for the next four years, you have to take this job for the next four years. Okay. And you have your choice of any school in the TVC, Hawking, Ohio, whatever, any school in the TVC for the next four years, which school are you choosing? Now, there's a lot of things to take into account here. You've got how much am I going to win, not just in the main sports, but the secondary sports. What are the facilities like? What type of budget am I working with? Which school would you choose? I'm going to pick a school that uh, has both uh, men's and women's teams. Uh, of Outside, cons- oh, let me let me time out, time out. Okay. Outside of Athens and Trimble, because they've had the okay. most championships in both the Ohio and the Hawking. I want to hear other than Athens and Trimble, because those can be easy answers. Well, okay. <laughs> it's only three schools. You got to do all. You got to. Are talking about Southeast and Ohio? I or said Athens TVC. County? Oh, TVC. TVC. Oh man, that opens the door. Okay, you should leave Athens and Trimble in. Leave them in. Leave them in? Yeah. It's, uh, AD's not built on just wins and losses. There's so much more to that job than, than that. It's a lot to consider. Well, I don't want to pick Athens. I would pick Athens. I think Athens is the obvious choice. I'll they, give you a reason why, and when it's to me, why you wouldn't. But why? it's Gary's turn. <laughs> Gary, okay. We're, we're, talking, we're talking about an Athens County team here, right? You know, TVC. 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 Hmm. Did I, did I okay. speak uh, German when I asked I thought you question? said Athens County. <laughs> I mean, come on, fellas. TVC is TVC. an interesting TVC. question. TVC. i got to think Gary. for a minute. All now. right. Uh, I, I kind of like Waterford. Uh, Waterford uh, has uh, strength in both uh, men's and women's sports. Uh, they tend to, or historically, have looked at fundamentally sound uh, uh, coaches. If you're not fundamentally sound, you can't motivate people and that sort of thing, you're going to have a problem. But I think as long as you have consequential programs, uh, you should be able to build on that. And uh, I just like their overall program. And they've done, I'm talking about, you know, what they've been able to do for some period of years, too. So I like them uh, for that reason. Uh, Trimble, of course, since we, is, Trimble's back in the mix now, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Troy said so. Okay. All right. That's that's fine. Hey, you got to be fair, man. you got to be fair to everybody. That's right. When you when you have, you can start off with two major sports with Coach Ferris and, uh uh, you know, you're going to get off on the right foot, football-wise, basketball-wise. you got Howie Caldwell. These guys are fundamentalists. They run strong programs because they are so fundamentally sound, and their their teams tend to, to uh, develop. I want to be able to try to find ways to complement those guys and to have uh, a, a uh, consequential program, you know, throughout. And uh, But uh, having strong personalities like this who can manage people seems to me to be a, a, a real plus as a starter and then take it from there and, and look for individuals who have demonstrated leadership ability and uh, you know obviously the technicalities of the, of the sport that they're going to be coaching and that kind of thing. Troy, have you had enough time to think about it? Or should I no, no, but I'll make it quick so I, 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 won't, be, I won't be long. Um, I, I would probably eliminate all the hawking schools because just on your facilities things and the schools you'd be working at in the little towns. I'm not a little tiny town type of person. Uh, Treble, of course, would be appealing because of the two coaches. Uh, but uh, four years, I assume I assume Phil and Howie will be there for the next four years, but I can't guarantee it. But that's only two sports, and you're an athletic director. There's a lot of sports that goes on. So it's not just about Howie and Phil. But if I was to take a hawking, I would obviously look there because they love their sports. I want people in the computer community that loves sports and I won't have conflict with, with anything in that regard. 
So, but I would still eliminate all the hawking schools. Eastern would be appealing to me. I, th- I just like the people down there. Uh, in the Ohio, Vinton County, yeah, that's a little bit intriguing, but it's too far out there. It's just out in the middle of nowhere, and, I, and it's tough to schedule some teams in the non-conference, and you're an entire county. It's a lot of responsibility. If you take mine, I'm going to be upset. So basically, it boils down to two schools, Athens and Nelsonville, York. And I'm going to cross Athens out because there's so much to deal with at that school. You deal with a lot of different people. There's a lot of different things that go on. You don't have the backing of the public. They are more of an academic-type background. You have, you'll have conflict with other administrators and the teachers that don't really like sports. Athens is a very, very unique place in southeastern Ohio, which is when I get into arguments with people about them not belonging in the TVC, I tell them that, yeah, they kind of do because – they don't have 50 football players. they got about the same amount of football players as Nelsonville, York, because kids at Athens do a lot of different things. And there's a lot of politics at Athens. Now, facilities are great. Money's okay. But I would actually pick Nelsonville, York, because they have a lot of similarities in Athens with the facilities and whatnot. But they, like Trimble, love their sports. Everybody in the community loves the sports, not to mention Rick Edwards is there, the, the superintendent. I'd love to work for him. For me, it would be the Buckeyes. Okay. Well, then I'm going to explain my... I really actually really like my answer. I've thought about it. Because it's for the next four years. So here's the things that I want as an athletic director if I were taking a job. One, I want absolute power. I want control. And that's why I wouldn't take the Trimble job. Because when there's a crucial decision about basketball, who's going to make that decision? Howie Caldwell or me? Howie Caldwell is going to make that decision. Right? I want absolute power. Another thing I want? Exactly right. A fan base that backs me so I can get people in the seats... People at the gate improve my uh, improve my improve my athletic budget. Right, that's what I want. You know, I, I want a team with decent facilities. I want a team with a decent sports culture. And for the next four years, I want a lot of talent. I want some talent. I want some athletes. I want a history of athletes succeeding from that area. And the school I'd pick is the Megs Marauders. Here's why. There's a big power vacuum here with Bartram moving to Philadelphia to be a coach for the Eagles, right? You can walk into Megs right now, and you're going to have power as an athletic director. Plus, you have Coulter Cleland for the next three years. The way he's trending, that could end up being one of the best athletes that Megs has ever seen. So that's great for football and basketball. Did Coulter play baseball? I'm not sure. No, I don't think he did. But football, basketball, your two main draw sports, right? Right. I've got that. Oh, and their baseball program? There's a really good pitcher coming. Okay, there's a really good pitcher coming. He's already throwing 80-plus. Megs is going to be pretty dangerous in the sport of baseball over the next four years. So, I've got those three main sports. And then, I I think they have a solid athletic program all the way around. I can mold all those. I can hire all those. I feel like that in Megs. If I was the athletic director, I'd get to sit in that chair, and I would make decisions that would decide how many TVC championships I'm going to win over the next four years. If I make the correct hires in terms of coaching, if I make sure that the assistants are the correct hires, the facilities are correct, you build a winning culture there, a culture of respect, and you can really build something there over the next four years. I think that Megs is primed for a really smart, sharp athletic director. I don't know the athletic director, Megs. The the name is slipping me at the top of his head. And he very well may pull this off over the next four years. I think that that's why he might be excited to really have this job right now. But it's just primed if you do the correct things as an athletic director for they to be arguably the most successful athletic program in the TVC over the next four years because they're basketball. Like, all the sports are there. 
Click, click, click. I got an elite athlete, another elite athlete coming in baseball. I got a good culture, history of athletes coming out of the area, solid size, good facilities. I'll take the Megs Marauders. I think the the only, I mean, it's not a bad choice. I I agree, but watching Megs in my, I don't know, Gary, 25, 30 plus years, there seems to be a, Seems to be something there that uh, that I can't really put my finger on. I don't live there, so I don't really want to speak about them in a, in a negative way. But their kids, their athletes, maybe they're even their 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 people down there. They they're not on the same level as Nelsonville York, and uh, they might have a good group come through. But sometimes, so are you saying their culture is not? Yeah, their culture, their their attitude, their their just well, see, their drive I, for sports. And, and an athletic director is not going to solve that, Luke. Because you can try, you can put some good coaches in place, but. And another thing is, it, you're acting like anybody can just go pick any coach they want. It's sometimes it's like, man, we can't get anybody else. We're just going to hire this guy. Nobody else wants to coach here. You're in Meg's County. Um, it's it's not as easy as you as you might think it is. And it's, it's, it's not like great coaches go on trees in Southeastern Ohio. I can name like on my one hand, I can name all the good ones, and you're not going to prime them from another school. So you have that problem and. There seems to be a lack of drive sometimes with the Megs athletes. I feel a lot of times I feel like they do have as much talent. But then when they get on the floor of the football field, they just they don't have that same passion, that same drive, that same belief in athletics as a Nelsonville York does and what I've seen actually from Athens and what I've seen from Trimble. That's why Athens County owns like every TVC championship in the last 15 or 20 years in the major sports. Yeah, I just bank on being able to change that culture. I know it'd be difficult, but I would believe it if I were going to take a job. And I just think that with the talent, I just think with the talent, and I think that, you know, I would I would want to go to a school that's already dominating because then there's more pressure, right? If I go 5-5 five and five every year as an athletic director at Megs, nobody's going to be upset. It's been the sports fan. Been a, been a real fun show, guys. A lot of fun topics and a lot of really upsetting topics. Trimble moving uh, regions. I don't know. Maybe they'll play East Canton in the playoffs. That'll work. Gosh, the OHSA sometimes. For Troy Bolin and Gary Baldwin, I'm Lucas Moore. I want to thank you so much for listening to the program today. We'll be back same time tomorrow. This has been the Sports Fan on 97 WATH. In our 69th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Dominican police say they have the man who shot David Ortiz. Rolfi Pereira Cruz is the gunman. A former coach sentenced in the college admission scam. I have brought a cloud over Stanford, and for that I am deeply ashamed. Top Trump officials held in contempt for snubbing subpoenas. What is being hidden? This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition with correspondent Jim Chenevy. A key arrest in Sunday shooting of Red Sox great David Ortiz.